Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hey, it's uh, it's been a while again. Not for anybody listening to this, but for us. We had a holiday break. We had a holiday break. That was like ex- extended further than we initially planned, but things are probably normal again now. And maybe we'll even start uploading these soon. Yeah, it's really funny to talk about the breaks we take because we haven't uploaded a single goddamn thing yet. I just feel like I I need to like have some justification on record in case I do a terrible job at speaking out loud this episode. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. One I didn't think of and that I support wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent covering my ass here. Um, what if what have you been up to over the last uh, four weeks? Fuck, it's been four weeks. Oh, God. I think it's been four weeks. Maybe it's been longer or shorter. Well, I have to tell you, there was a period where I was seriously regretting doing this podcast, and I'll tell you why. Uh Uh-oh. Why was that? My father saw me watching Naruto and wanted to talk about it. No! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) So, I think Ruby knows this. I haven't talked about it on podcast at all yet, but uh, my dad was a big fan of Naruto back in the day. Like, he's probably seen it more, like, cohesively than I have. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like the highest bar in the world. The real question is if he's seen it more than I have. Probably not. Okay, so I can probably defeat your dad still in the arena of having seen Naruto. I don't know how good of a conversation I could have with your dad about Naruto, though. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> like, no offense to my father. He's a uh-huh. very sweet man. Uh-huh. He's not somebody who is well-versed in talking about media in any way. He's, uh, he's a gamer, also. I'm talking about my gamer dad. And uh, his favorite game to come out in the last little while has been Cyberpunk, so... Okay, so that's the level we're dealing with here. Like, he's a cool guy, but he, he just... He's like a cool guy. He just likes anything you put in front of him. That's beautiful in a way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I would know how to talk with talk about Naruto with somebody like that either. Right. It's really hard because, like, any, anything with any challenging aspects, it's just, uh, you know? Yeah. But it's okay. It's normal now. Your dad is never going to try to talk to you about Naruto again, probably, right? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> So I'm sort of in the situation where because it's been so long, it's like, I know I did things probably, but it's hard to pick a thing out, right? Like I watched anime and then I like haven't watched any anime for like the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I've been playing Final Fantasy and then Final Fantasy 2. Those are some pretty alright video games. Yeah. I've been keeping up with my bullshit where I watch every single new Isekai that comes out. Is this, like, officially your bullshit now? Are you, like, committing to this? I guess. I mean, like, I do it anyway, in case one of them's good. In case one- like, sometimes they're good. Like, I won't- I won't deny this. I won't be, like, a- I will like say- a complete hater. I will say, today- today is notable in that front, I realize. Did a good Isekai start airing? No, two bad ones did, and they're- Ah! So, two different Isekai. Mm-hmm. Uh, anime pre- premiered today, both of which are, oh no, I got isekai into a girl shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. Exciting. It's <laughs> a word for you gotta, it. You gotta, you gotta stick with us? <laughs> no. Okay. I just, I just thought it was weird that they were both today. It's, uh, you know, it's like, um, it's, th- it's a thing. It's like the, the new, like... Like, you, you've got the superhero time block on Sundays where, like, Kamen Rider and uh, Super Sentai air, and now we've got the fucking gender time block on Tuesday. Don't scare me. <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. I have not started watching anything, new, like, new this season yet. And, like, maybe I will, but I, I bet I won't watch either of those shows, unless somebody can make, like, a really compelling argument. And it doesn't seem like you're gonna do that, or be interested in doing that. No... I probably won't. Well, I guess keep me posted if something changes, but... Yeah, there's one of them that I'm keeping a distant eye on, but I'm, I'm not even comfortable saying the title in case I'm so, so wrong. 
You can never tell. Um, I mean, you know, if, if you want to track these down, I'm sure you can. I'm sure, you, you know, like, if, if you're looking at, like, a list of, like, here's the anime that debuted in, like, the, the winter 2022 anime season yeah. that have this premise and premiered on the same day, I bet there's not very many options. I'll, I'll respect your decision to not, uh, to not, like, fully document your anime being habits in this way. Thank you. We have a lot of episodes today, so we should probably just get to it, huh? Yeah, we got, we got four episodes today. Episode 13, Haku's Secret Jutsu, Crystal Ice Mirrors. Haku and Sasuke get ready to tussle on the bridge, while Zori and Waraji move in to kidnap Tazuna's daughter, Tsunami. Inari makes a fuss and the goons move in to kill him, but Tsunami stops them, saying she'll end her life if they harm her child, so they decide to leave the kid alone and be on their way. Inari resolves to be a brave boy and stomps off after his mom. The goons decide to kill him after all and knock out Tsunami before she has too much time to protest. They draw their blades and move in as the screen goes dark and we hear a clash of blades. So, the first thing I noticed about this episode mm-hmm. is that it looks kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to super, super dig into it, but there's just, uh, everything just kind of looks a little bit off throughout all of uh, this episode. We're definitely in the stretch of the arc where they're being like a little more, uh, conservative with the resources they have and, uh. You know, maybe kind of showering up for the actual climax of the arc, which we'll get to next week. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's some episodes we watched this week that are, like, fairly, like, light on animation, and there's an episode just like this where, like, it's just full of people looking kind of off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, I want to say something about the dub. Okay. So, in an effort to make it so Inari's mom, uh, in an effort to make it so that she doesn't talk about killing herself... They make the implications of the situation much darker. Oh no. What happens? I don't have the episode open, so I'm not going to dig out the exact line. But basically, when she's saying, like, I'll bite out my own tongue and, like, you know, kill myself or whatever. Like, like specifically, in, in that sequence where, like, it zooms in on her face and, like, it goes dark and she, like, looks down, you know? Basically, she's just like, don't harm the kid. I'll do anything. Ah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know that that implication is uh, is more more child friendly necessary necessarily. And like, I, I I guess like if you're a kid, maybe you're not gonna know to like th- think much more of that. But I don't know what you do think if you're a child watching that. Mm-hmm. I was. I never. Wa- I didn't watch Naruto when I was like. I mean, I didn't watch Naruto dubbed basically ever. But yeah, so I I, I, I don't know. I guess it's hard for me to say how how that would read. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the implication would be if not uh, pretty grim. Yeah, it's pretty grim. But they they do keep in the part where the one dude is like a sicko. Yeah, he's really a sicko. He is like a few episodes ago. I was t- I was talking about how Zabuza shows up and he's like a sicko. But I was I need to like issue an apology to Zabuza because I didn't. My, my sensors were calibrated poorly because this guy just shows up and he's like, I love to use my sword to slice flesh specifically and I think it's so fun and it makes me so happy to do so. Yeah. I love cutting and hurting people. He's like a chop you up pervert. <laughs> he's kind of a chop you up pervert. I don't like it. He doesn't really have anything else going on. Like, I, I, I came down strong saying, like, how could you forget about Zoro and Waraji? But, you know... I wish I had. I wish I had remembered. Waraji is the is the Chopio pervert, right? Yeah. The, there's not a whole lot to say about the segment besides that. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we just move on? Uh, I I do like how there's something that I think is, is fun. It's like on, on the like 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 on the bridge where uh, Haku and Sasuke are like preparing to fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's like this bit where like Kakashi and, Sa- and Sasuke both get on and being like, uh, the fucking, fucking Haku thinks he's cool, but he's just a fucking loser. I hate, I hate when kids think they're cool. He's like such a bad actor. What an asshole. Just, just, just like lay it into him. Yeah, it's pretty good. Cause it's, 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 it's not like they, it's not like they really have like much on him. It's just like, oh, you tricked us. What an asshole. I hope not really tricked though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking cool mask loser didn't fool me at all. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool mask, but, like, you're a loser for wearing it. I've, I bet you're not even a real tracker ninja. <sighs> but you can track a ninja out of a paper bag. Haku shows off his ability to do ninjutsu one-handed, impressing everyone, even Kakashi. 
Naruto arrives in time to save Inari and knocks the goons out like a couple of chumps, while Sasuke proves he can stand against Haku in hand-to-hand combat, but Haku has a trick up his sleeve in the form of 16 or so flooding ice mirrors. Haku is pelting Sasuke with a bunch of needles, something we're going to see a lot this week. Zabuza threatens to kill Sakura and Tazuna if Kakashi steps in to help. Sakura tries to throw Sasuke a knife to defend himself, but Haku intercepts, only to be caught off guard with a shuriken to the face as Naruto makes his dramatic entrance. Alright, yeah, so the, the first thing I noticed here is um, when Haku is doing his his ice needles trick, mm-hmm. they go to such pains to establish it. Like, I, I remember, I guess it was like a couple weeks ago when we get the uh, the shadow shuriken trick, where it's like, it's like it comes off as sort of a surprise, but like this time, it, it almost feels like somebody got a note on their desk being like, hey, if you're going to do like a like a, something sneaky like that, you need to lay it out very clearly beforehand. So you get Haku being like, all right, I'm going to tell you exactly what's happening just before it happens. I splashed water around on the ground. I'm going to do, I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've got your hand occupied. I'm going to do a one hand hand seal. And I'm going to get your ass. And it's, uh, it, I, I, I was just kind of surprised how, uh, how, um, blatant it was about like commuting that in like no uncertain terms in comparison to like some of the previous action we've seen in the show Mm -hmm. something i've noticed a lot of different like shonen stuff do uh to try and like circumvent the like kind of awkward i have to explain how this is working Mm -hmm. is just make it built into the power system that it works better when you explain it yeah that's like a like hunter hunter does that right yeah hunter hunter does that more recently jujutsu kaisen does that too it's something that i've just been saying more often or at least it's something no it's something I've noticed more. Naruto, the people just love to explain their shit. And that's fine too. I'm not like here to like rag on like genre conventions like that, because I think it's fine. But like in in this case it, it just kinda surprised me how uh, heavy handed it was. Right. Like th- th- this instance is just a little bit heavy handed and it's like, yeah, that's why they that that that's why Hunter Hunter and Jujutsu Kaisen like made the decisions that they did to make it built into the power system that it works better when you explain it. So that they could have people explain their shit without having to like come up with other reasons or go heavy-handed with it, you know? Just an observation. Just an observation. Do you want to get into the questionable structural decisions? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Haku is doing his ice needles trick, and then it's about to hit Sasuke, and it cuts away, and um, this is just kind of how this episode uh, winds up going, where every time somebody's about to get hit, it like cuts away to a different scene. Um, this episode is adapting two different chapters that, like, Rather than doing that, they just kind of have each scene like play out. Like you have the scene with Naruto and Inari and Sora and Miraji, and then you have the scene with Sasuke and Haku on the bridge. Do uh, do they go down like chumps like they did in the anime? They go down like chumps. Yeah, they so Zoro and Miraji, they're fucking they're fucking losers. They're out. We will see them again in a few years, where they'll be in a much better looking episode. Um, Beautiful, love that for them. Yeah, they'll still get owned by like twelve year olds, but well, yeah. There's, there's not a whole lot you can fix. But yeah, so, so the, the thing that was kind of bothering me about this is I I feel like the anime at this point doesn't have the greatest grasp of, like, the rhythm of, like, action in Naruto. And, like, I think I think this, it'll get there eventually, but um, it really wants to, like, milk the moments of, like, oh, shit, did somebody get hit for, like, a lot more suspense than I think the... And I think really works considering how often those moments come up. Like the, the the rhythm of a fight scene in Naruto is so much about like the you you get the beat after an attack hits and then like and then you see what happened right and having these like big gaps in between I think just sort of does a disservice to the rhythm of like each scene. Yeah, especially in I I think that is especially egregious inside the uh, floating ice mirror zone in this like early stages when like Haku is really going softball here. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that, like, it, it, it just feels, like, especially weird in this case to have gravity in the, like, the editing. Yeah, right? Like, the, the, this is, like, if this was a show about sword fighting, this would be, like, oh, they have, like, a quick clash of blades. And uh, and then, like, they're, like, oh, you're pretty good, right? But, like, here, it's just, like, okay, they're kind of feeling each other out. They're, like, doing their techniques and they're seeing how the other responds. And, like, it's not a, like, it's not a turning point in the fight. It's not, like, a, a moment that has any real drama in it because it's just part of the, like, the way the blow by blow of Naruto plays out. Yeah, like it's literally just first contact. I know we're going to talk about this later, but Haku's so cool. I keep Haku's Haku's so cool. We're, 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 we really like we we just we I, we can't say enough in this part of the show that Haku is in. Like eventually there'll be parts of the show that Haku isn't in, and we won't get to say Haku is so cool every week. So like I know I'm going to be so sad. It's going to be a bummer, I bet. 
Zabuza also thinks that Haku is really cool, right? Like he's always just being, he's always just like repeatedly through these episodes, he keeps going like, Haku's fucking awesome. And your kids suck. And like Kashi, Kashi is doing his best to like kind of kind of put his kids over too. He's like, actually, Sasuke is like a member of a proud bloodline, and Sakura is smart. And Naruto is a funny guy. Can we fucking talk about Sakura for a second? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sakura isn't in these episodes, really. Sakura isn't in this scene. The the line that Kakashi says about Sakura opened my mind up to a beautiful new world. Uh-huh. Where they could have just had Sakura be the smart girl. <laughs> right? Like, there's no thought given to what being the smart one means in a fight until it's time for Shikamaru to be the smart one in a fight. Right. Sakura should be the one that's just, like, immediately, like, okay, that's how that enemy's jutsu works, and here's how we work around it. Mm-hmm. But instead, she just, she stands there. She's gonna just kind of stand next to Plasma for, uh, for, like, the next four episodes, with one exception that is in this episode. Like, she, she, she like, she tries to throw a knife to Sasuke, right? Yeah. And it doesn't work. And it, th- I'm sort of confused about what her goal is with throwing this knife because I don't think a knife would do that. Like I feel like that it takes more than a knife to get out of the situation. And this isn't like oh, I can't believe soccer is useless. It just it it just speaks to how perfunctory her like position in the scene is that she tries to throw a knife once and then just like stands next to Tazuna and, and is scared for the next like 80 minutes of anime. She she tries to throw a knife. To the boy who, in this fight, hasn't thrown that many knives, mm-hmm. but is, like, at least in these early parts of Naruto, is kind of, like, set up as, like, the cool knife-throwing guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he has his own knives, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, so in, like, so, like, the knife doesn't reach Sasuke, right? Like, Haku catches it. And, like, in the manga, at least, I don't think Sasuke has any more knives in this scene. Okay. But in the anime, next episode, he has a knife and he throws it. So, like... <laughs> He's not even that pressed for knives in, like, the the version of uh, this story that we're primarily engaging with. Beautiful. Also, like, I know they're not exactly what he's used to, but he has lots of needles to, to handle. He's got, so, he's got so many little knives. If, if, he, if he needs a throwing implement, he's got many to spare. Yeah, so Nar- Naruto is, like, he's, he's talking to Inari again after he's rescued him from Zori and Raji, right? Yeah. I think this thing is pretty cute. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, he was like, hey, I'm sorry I yelled at you earlier. I like that he's, you know, I, 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 I like, there's a bit where they just, like, start laughing at, like, a dumb joke that one of them makes, like, in the middle of this, like, like, like right after, the, like, the release of this, like, stressful situation. It's just, like, a, it's, like, a cute scene. It's, like, it's, it's nice to see, like, oh, Naruto's back on good terms with this kid now. You know, he's, he's taught him a lesson, and it's, like, it's not super complicated, but it's a nice moment. Yeah, it's lovely. Naruto really hasn't taught him a lesson that much, but he's, like, he's inspired him, I guess is more the word. Naruto doesn't know shit about lessons to teach people. Mm-hmm. So, I came to a realization mm-hmm. about Naruto as a show. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this has some broader implications for like a lot of stuff later on too. Uh, everyone is Nar- Naruto is the only character in Naruto. Everyone else is a reflection of Naruto. Um, in the way that Sasuke is a reflection of Naruto. And then also a lot of the, like, a lot of the stuff later on is a reflection of Naruto and Sasuke's relationship, which is, which, you know, Naruto is, is the, like, core aspect of that, because Sasuke is just a reflection of Naruto. So every important character in Naruto is a Naruto. I I can kind of see what you're saying. I I don't know if I would go that far myself, but, like, I, I get what you're getting at. Right, because Kakashi, like, it's just bros all the way down, and that just means... It is, it is bros all the way down. This is like a this is like a hard thing to talk about right now, so early into the show. I know, but like because I understand, but but it, but it is something that I am really like. It, it is a concept that has first started to like formulate like here in watching like this episode with uh, Inari, because Inari is just a smaller Naruto. Yeah, Inari is like Naruto, but like younger and like without a without a demon fox in him. Yeah, so I'm going to be bringing this up again in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is like an idea we can barely talk about right now, so you, gotta, you almost have to. Yeah, right. I just wanted to make sure I was planting that seed here. Okay. So Naruto th- shows up on the bridge. He throws a shuriken, uh, immediately more effective than whatever Sakura was doing, because again, no thought given to what Sakura is doing in this scene. Um, and the, the the way that Haku like falls out of the ice mirror after the shuriken bounces off his mask is like impossible for me to not read as like a comedy beat. It looks so silly. It's just. <laughs> Just falls completely on his face out of the ice mirror. It's great. It's really funny. 
And like maybe it's not supposed to be, but it's okay because it is really funny. It is really funny, and they can't take that away from us. They cannot take that away from us. I love Naruto's dramatic entrance. Yeah, it's so funny. He, he's he's here. He loves to be here. He loves to be in a spotlight. He's a fun boy. Uh, so I think I think that's probably all we have to say about this. We can't we can't talk too much about Naruto's dramatic entrance without getting into like the next episode territory. So I think we should just go ahead and get into the next episode. Yeah, there's, there's actually the one more thing I want to touch on. That's like some some bonus uh, bonus material from the manga. Yeah, where Masashi Kishimoto like talks about early designs for Sakura and like his his vision of that character. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like the one of the things he talks about is that his his early designs for Sakura weren't that cute, and he just had just told him to to make her more cute. And I, I'm I'm looking at these early sketches, and I feel like we were robbed because look at these. She looks like a total shithead. It's awesome. I'm mad. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, instead, she's just kind of, like, play nice girl, but she's, like, all disgruntled and rude looking here. That's so funny. I want that Sakura. <laughs> and then he, he goes on to talk about how how hard he finds it to make girl characters, and, like, we know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, you don't gotta tell us. Before we get into the summary for this episode, there's, like, a bit I want to talk about with the staff on this in the next episode, because it is the, um, the same scriptwriter and the same storyboarder. Um, yeah, so this... Episode 14 and episode 15, uh, they both have a script by Satoru Nishizono and a storyboard by Hitoiki Matsui. Matsui is uh, somebody who's directed like almost half, or he storyboarded almost half of the uh, the episodes we've seen so far. And like, he's, he's he's just one of those people who's just putting out work. Um, he doesn't stick around on Naruto super long term. Like the, 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 the rate at which he's creating episodes of Naruto eventually falls off. And I don't, I don't know where he goes exactly after that. I could look into that, but I didn't. Um, but like in this episode and the next episode, it seems, it seems like, like it strikes me that sometimes being somebody who works on a long running shonen adaptation like this is a really, really thankless job because these two episodes wind up adapting like less of the manga than any two episodes stretch before it. And like, I, I imagine that. Like, I don't know exactly how this work is divvied up, but I imagine that's not, like, his vision. I imagine that's what you get assigned to when you're uh, when you're just, like, a workman guy on a big production like this. So the, these 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 two episodes, which, like, I, I had an all right time with, there's you can definitely kind of see this, this strain of um, trying to make uh, 40 minutes out of anime out of this. And, like, I guess the... Um, the secret is that we start out by by not actually making forty minutes of anime out of it. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should just get into episode fourteen then. Mm-hmm. Uh, because well, episode fourteen, the number one hyperactive knucklehead ninja joins the fight. After a nine minute recap of the whole fucking series so far. Naruto shows up late and compares himself to Goku. Zabuza throws some shuriken at him, but Haku intercepts with a handful of needles and asks to take Naruto on himself. Sasuke thinks he's cute and tries to get Haku with a kunai while he's distracted. Haku takes this as a reminder that he should finish what he started before starting something new and steps back into the mirror to keep throwing lots of needles at Sasuke. Yeah, so the the, the first thing I want to talk about here, I mean, there's not a lot to say about the recap, right? Like, because there's not a lot to recap. Yeah, we're we're, four, we're fourteen episodes into a show. Yeah, fourteen episodes into a show, and uh, but you know, like once the episode starts, nine minutes into the episode, um, like you know, Naruto is trying to do his shadow clones, and he gets interrupted, and Kakashi has a lecture for him. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, you, you you can't you can't be using your jutsu while standing right in front of an enemy like that." And like, first and foremost, I don't know how much like how much this is going to bear out as like a rule for what uh, doing ninja fights in this show looks like going forward. So far, we've seen people do that all the fucking time. Right, and after this, we're gonna get, like, a test where, like, what you do is you stand in front of each other in a room and you use your jutsus at each other. Mm-hmm. But I, what, what, what I do kind of like about this is, like, the, the, the like, I don't know if this, is, if this is on purpose, but there is an idea of, like, you know who also, like, earlier in this arc threw a weapon and, like, didn't fully accomplish anything and then just started doing jutsus in front of somebody and got his ass kicked? Fucking Zabuza, he's just, <laughs> like, I just love the idea that he's like, that he's like, he's like lecturing Naruto about this and he's just side-eyeing Zabuza, like, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> You're fighting like a 12-year-old. <laughs> so, Naruto was just directly comparing, this, like, he was talking about Goku, right? 
Uh, what, what's the what's the specific line you're referring to here? Uh, he shows up and he's like, "Haha, the the heroes always show up late and kick everyone's ass, right?" And like, I'm I'm sure that is a thing that other characters do, but th- that is something that like you you think about Dragon Ball Z and you think about Goku and the thing that Goku does is after all of his friends got their asses kicked, he shows up late from like training or whatever and then kills the bad guy. Okay. Like, that's just a thing that Goku does, like, very notably. I mean, it would be impossible to argue that Masashi Kishimoto doesn't have Dragon Ball Z in his head when making Naruto, because, like, you can't work out in, in Shonen Jump and not have Dragon Ball Z in your head when it's, like, the year, like, 2000. Yeah, right? Like, obviously not. Like, there's just no way. And I, I just I just wanted to touch on that to make sure that I wasn't being insane when I was like, oh, it's Goku. It could be Goku. I, I, it didn't immediately strike me that way, but like I, I could totally believe that Naruto's like, I'm like Goku. That's how fucking cool I am. Yeah. Because I bet if Naruto read Dragon Ball Z, he'd be like, hell yes, I'm like Goku. Because that guy's awesome. Yeah. And he's right. Goku's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Goku rules. Yeah, and like H- Haku is like completely caught off guard by like Naruto showing up, right? And he's like, okay, I gotta take care of Naruto. And then Sasuke's like, hey, I'm right here. It's like, Haku's like, ah, fine. Guess I'm gonna kill Sasuke first. Be right back. <laughs> he looks over at fucking Zabaza like, hey, keep that fresh for me. Don't touch it. It's mine. Zabaza's fine with that. He doesn't care about fighting Naruto. He's, he's here to fight Sasuke. He's here to fight Kakashi. I love, I love how much Kakashi is ki- He's kind of also like a... He's like, he's like also like a shonen rival guy to an extent in this arc. He's like, yeah, I want to fight this guy again. Yeah. It rules. I, I love it that the Grunos have their own shit going on. So, mo- most of this segment of the show was just uh, a nine-minute recap. So are you ready to move on? I'm totally ready to move on. Okay. Sasuke's starting to figure out the whole mirror situation and figures if Naruto can attack from outside, they have a good shot at taking Haku down. Naruto sneaks inside the mirror zone. Kakashi identifies the mirror thing as a bloodline technique or Kekai Genkai, like his Sharingan. It looks hopeless, but Naruto absolutely refuses to give up. Haku remembers his hard life and what he needed to do to get here and refuses to stand down. Yeah, so when you describe it like, you know, uh, Sasuke figures he needs Naruto's help, and then Naruto goes into the mirror zone, it's like, uh, it, it seems pretty punchy. They do spend about two minutes of this episode, like like everybody in the scene is like, ah, if Naruto attacks the mirror from the outside, then then maybe we'll be able to do something. Like every character in the scene is like, ah, oh, I see. I think even Tazuna gets like a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> they are, it, it is, it is like so, like... So, so, so over the top. Like, you know, I guess everybody here but Naruto. Everybody here but Naruto. They should have they even had Haku like, oh no, I'm in trouble. Naruto's on the outside. I gotta, I gotta really watch my back. <laughs> that would have been so good. It's, it's, it's just bad form to think about your weaknesses in the middle of the battle. Is it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'll get you in trouble if you don't. You might, you might have me there. Here's also where we get the whole uh, Kekai Genkai sort of explanation from Kakashi. Yeah, Kakashi is like, he's like laying out, he imagines some like real freaks. He does imagine some freaks. Like, I, I don't know if we ever meet the like, the guys who have the, the Kekai Genkai that makes you all like pointy and like a freak man who like sticks your tongue out all the time. But uh, Kakashi knows about them and they're, they're really his like primary point of reference. Besides, of course, his own eyeball. His own eyeball, yeah. The one thing that caught my eye as somebody who's like looking at both the uh, the official manga translation and uh, and like the subs I have, which I believe are also the official subs, mm-hmm. um, is that in, in, in the manga, there like Kakashi specifically talks about like the about like the uh, the Kakai Genkai come from the bloodlines with the purest shinobi pedigree, and like I was kind of relieved in the anime to not see him talk about blood purity. Yeah. But, like, it is still kind of like a blood purity thing, right? Like, it's still kind of like a... Oh, yeah. It's pretty, it's, you know... I mean, I don't know that they ever get into, like, purity. Yeah, but, like, it is very much like, uh, we've got to preserve the, the family line and make sure that it's, like, con- like continued forward. It's, it's very, um, probably not a great situation. Yeah, I mean, it's more than a little bit eugenics-y, right? Like... It's definitely more than a little bit eugenics-y. Which is, like, a vibe that carries through a lot in like naruto and like the larger scale stuff that's going on you know in the in the fucking ninja universe or whatever like obviously we're not there yet but there's like a whole it's just a whole thing 
that's the whole thing. It, it is something to be keeping our eyes on, right? Like, this is a pretty, like, minor expression of it in the grand scheme of things, but, like, I'm putting a pin in this. I'm going to be keeping my eye on this. Yeah. Haku, as, like, a small child, mm-hmm. he looked up and saw Zabuza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I tell him I'm talking about this. So he looked up and saw Zabuza and was just immediately like, oh, we're the same. Yeah. It's, it's like, like, like I, I have to say about this, but I don't want to, like, immediately launch it onto my own thing and, like, overwrite what you have to say. No, um, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, like, I feel that um, a large part of Naruto's reputation with people who have, like, seen the whole thing is, like, how much it becomes a comic about Naruto looking at, like, a big evil villain guy who's, like, done a bunch of shit and going, like, oh, I understand you. We're, like, not that different. Like, I, 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 I get it. Um, yeah, because every character is Naruto. Because every character is Naruto, but also, like, because Naruto is about, like... I mean, the arc of Naruto is about, like, Naruto gaining that ability to understand other people, right? Mm-hmm. Aided by the fact that every other character is a version of him. Yeah, <laughs> if, 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 if you want to be this way, but I guess I can't stop you. Um, but like, I really like that this is the first expression we see of it, and it's not something Naruto is doing, and it's something that Naruto very definitely doesn't know how to do. Like, he did, like... He's been seeing Sasuke every like every day for years in school, and he's never gone. Oh, this guy's like me. He's just uh, he's just gotten pissed off at him, and like Haku, Haku as like a child sees Zabuza, who's like in a, like there's a much different like like a much greater difference in the stage of their lives that these people are at, and he's like, oh, I, I recognize something here, and um, I I I had forgotten about this, and I, th- I think it's cool that like. Um, the, 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 this, this this possibility of understanding is like not first floated by Naruto and like is instead floated by a character who like who like also winds up seeing this in Naruto to some extent and like closes off the possibility of understanding at like the end of this episode. Yeah, that, that is really interesting. I was you know, and that's that's beautiful because I was my mind had been clouded mm-hmm. by the uh, by the understanding that every single character is Naruto. <laughs> And it's going to keep being clouded like that because I'm correct, but, uh... Okay. But every once in a while, I'll try to do, like, a little chakra pulse. And clear... To and, yeah, and clear <laughs> clear out of the fog around me so I can see my enemies. Yeah, so... Ha- Haku has this flashback to, like, this moment of understanding with Zabuza, and then, like, we cut back to the present. And we get we get the scene where, like, my my notes in, like, the, the, the summary document where we, like, lay out the points we want to discuss are just, Haku is so fucking cool, because I think this scene is awesome. <laughs> Um, Haku is so fucking cool. Um, so this was like the, was like Haku has this like 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 uh, Haku has this speech about like you know um, how about ha- having like this commitment to like a, a another person's ideals and like wanting to see them fulfilled and like how to do that they will like kill the part of themselves that has like hesitance about like killing these people that he recognizes as his peers and like become like truly become a shinobi right yeah. Um, and I, I, I think it's really, like, I, I think it's, like, such a cool moment. I think it's, um, like, this is a, um, the thing that strikes me is that, like, this is the sort of, like, uh, in, like, a different sort of story, this could be the moment that, like, the, this could be like the sort of commitment that, like, the hero of it makes to, like, be be prepared to, like, walk down the path they're going to walk through throughout the story, right? Like, it, it has that kind of gravity. It has that kind of, like... Like it is, it is a moment of like clarity and understanding for Haku, um, and um, like, like like Naruto is never going to become the person who like makes this specific decision for his own. No, um, but Naruto is also a person who has like such a bigger like potential for support than than Haku does in this moment. Haku has like a guy, and like they are wanted criminals from their hometown, where like I, don't know, I believe Zabuza specifically like wants to do a coup there. Um, yeah. We still haven't really gotten any of that, have we? Yeah, I think that comes out in the in like the episode we'll talk about next week. So I'm I'm kind of breaking timeline a bit to talk about this here, but like we we um we did our own research on these guys. <laughs> we're we're uh, we're we're doing the groundwork, mm-hmm. you know, in the ver- version of this podcast where the fiction is that we're fucking spying on the Hidden Leaf Village. <laughs> we're like, ma- could you imagine if we were just like painstakingly maintaining kayfabe and we're like, yeah, we saw this. <laughs> Yeah, like but when it eventually when it eventually splits to like I uh, there's characters in different places doing different stuff. It's like yeah, I was following Sasuke around, but I, and I saw Sasuke do all this stuff. What did you see Naruto do when you were following Naruto around? 
Oh, man. Oh, and my character, like, uses puppets and stuff, so I could say that I had, like, a puppet trailing oh. a third character, if there's a third viewpoint. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and then, and then we could introduce, like, a new puppet technique where you could have, like, a really long-distance puppet, because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how puppets work. I feel like puppets work however they need to for the story to work. Mm-hmm. The story of our podcast. It's beautiful. I need to get back on what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about how fucking awesome Haku is. Yeah. Right, like, like Haku has this, like, this great moment, like, because, because Haku doesn't have, like, like, Haku doesn't have the ability to, like, but, like, fall back on, like, having, like, a village behind him that Naruto will eventually have. Haku, well, like, to, to commit to the vision of the world that Haku and Zabuza want to see, like, it means, um... Like, like, it, like it means it means making this commitment it means um like it, it means being prepared to like go this far to like like you like if you are going to fight in this world you are probably going to have to kill child soldiers because there are so many child soldiers out there, there. So many child soldiers like if you like if, if you are going to try and change the world you need to like stand in the face of that world that much right like that that, that is like the result that haku has that is the point that haku is at and like like I, I, I buy that that is like what feels like the option of it, like the only option available to him. Like I buy that there's like, like that's what it has to be. Oh, totally. Like it, it, in a way, it is kind of a relief that we don't get like super far into uh, like like we're we're gonna get more about what Haku and Tabuza are up to, but like I don't think we ever get super deep into like what their motivations are, and we don't get much discussion of their motivations with other characters because like like I think that's kind of a relief because like in- anything that could be written about it by the writers who write this, I guess writer who writes this, would make it worse. Right, like, like it, it feels like they, this this is a goal that if it was, like, being talked about with, uh, with all of the other characters, it would wind up uh, being something that we have some kind of, like, paltry opposition to, and I like it so much more that this is just, like, like, the... And, and this is aided by the fact that, like, they choose to end the episode on it. Like, there is... This is a moment that just gets to stand on its own. This is, like... Haku's declaration of resolve, and it's kind of fucking awesome. Yeah, it's really good. Episode 15? Episode 15. Episode 15. Zero visibility. The Sharingan shatters. Naruto charges the mirrors with shadow clones but keeps getting blasted. Kakashi wants to end Zabuza quick and easy, but Zabuza says he's figured out his tricks and won't lose again, and goes on about how proud he is of Haku being a badass cold-hearted killer. Naruto keeps making clones that get blasted, but Sasuke sees Haku flying around super fast and puts a plan together. All right. So th- th- this is another, like, the, the, the conversation between Zabuza and Kakashi in this episode is another really interesting point to me. Mm-hmm. Because Zabuza is just like, hey, you're never going to have good ninja if you don't teach them how to kill. And this, like, kind of raises an interesting question for me. Because, like, obviously, uh, your education in the Hidden Leaf, like, at Ninja Academy doesn't end with you needing to kill another child the way that Zabuza's did. Yeah. But also, it would be unbelievably naive and, like, just not true to assume that the Hidden Leaf doesn't kill its enemies. No. Well, I assume when they're supposed to learn how to kill is, like, now, like, here. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Or, I mean, like, I guess the, like, like, probably not here, because, like, this is not a, a, a mission that 12-year-olds were supposed to go on, unless they're, like, really good 12-year-olds, I suppose. No, but, like, the version of this that they were actually supposed to go on, where, like, it was, like, bandits, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? Where, the, the version of this where it's just fucking, uh, where it's just fucking Zorian Waraji. Oh, shit. Like, like you think if it's that version, Kashi's like, alright, kill these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> you might, you might be on something. Because, like, ba- like, if you're telling, like, a fantasy story, bandit is, like, in so many of these, just, like... That's just another word for a guy you can kill and not feel bad about. Yeah, that's just the guy you're allowed to kill. But, you know, baggage there. But, like, I'm, I'm you know. So maybe that is it. Maybe it's, like... <laughs> you know, I, I will say, if at the, like, the beginning of this, like, stretch of episodes, if, like, Naruto and Sasuke's positions were swapped, Zorin Waraji would be dead. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Because, like... Because, yeah, like, for, for, for Haku, right? Like, the the... the, the, the the moment of resolve that Haku has isn't like, oh, I've never killed any before. It's like, oh, I've never killed anybody who seems like me before. Like, if it's just like, ah, here's the bandit who's, like, troubling people, then, like, I bet I, I bet that, like, if in this sort of, like, formalized military education, you've probably got ways of, like, getting a person to the point where they can just kill, like, a, a guy who, like, from your perspective, seems like an obvious problem. Yeah. That's, that, that is, like, a, you know, that's, that's, that's totally believable. I will choose to believe this is the truth about Naruto going forward. 
Yeah, after that exchange, Zabuza just like goes right back into like he Zabuza is always just like ready to give a speech about how fucking awesome Haku is. He he <laughs> loves that boy. He loves that boy. That boy is like is, is like a son to him. He's like he will brag about him to like anybody. I taught this kid how to murder, and he's so good at it, guys. <laughs> Guys, like even even if you had taught these children to murder, they would not be as good at murdering as as, as my battle son is. Okay, it's it's great. It's like we we don't get a lot of time with these characters. We don't get a lot to see them like interacting, but like like in like normal situations. But like I, I there there is definitely something that comes across from like how ready Abza is just be Haku's hype man all the time. It's it's delightful. The, the the way that they talk about Haku here and about how like invincible his like ice mirror prison thing is i i feel like it has sort of a similar situation to the uh to the like water orb prison that kakashi got put in where it doesn't seem very useful as long as you have like more than one person you're fighting mm-hmm. maybe, maybe there's other things you can do with it that are, are are more useful for when you're not like fighting just one person and like if naruto had been there when he started making the ice prison mm-hmm. right because they, they they really talk it up uh-huh it, it's like it's interesting, like, I, I, I wound up looking a few things up about this, because I was having kind of a hard time getting in my head, like, what exactly I was, like, expected to believe about the Ice Prison, because um, the the stuff with Naruto and Sasuke inside of it is, like, greatly, greatly expanded. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think that basically none of the scenes with, uh, with Naruto and Sasuke inside of the Ice Prison in this episode are in the manga at all. Interesting. Um, and so, and so, like, it definitely is a situation where um, they they kind of had like the on the part of the people making the anime they kind of had to make some choices about how to depict it and like what exactly it does because it's not that specific in um, in the manga like it's just kind of like oh you go in there and like you can't hit Haku and you're in the meat grinder yeah whereas here we have like there's like ten minutes in this episode of uh, them like trying to like gradually puzzle it out and like keep they keep doing their attacks and like so so it feels like a much less urgent and dangerous thing yeah right because they could just. They could just stand around in there and keep taking hits, right? Like, I, I think having to show them getting hit so much on screen to facilitate the, like, time it spends focusing on the characters inside the ice prison really softens the, like, intended severity of the ice prison. Right, right. Like, in the Naruto data books where you get all the information about Jutsu, like, in the official ones, like, it talks about how Haku can move between the mirrors at light speed. And that's not really, like, a... Like, you basically just see Haku flying between them at, like, a fairly reasonable speed. Yeah, like, he's fast. Like, I couldn't keep up with him. Mm-hmm. But, like, every, t- every every time Naruto makes a bunch of Shadow Clones, which he does a lot of times in this episode. He makes so many. You see ha- you see Haku, like, dashing between the uh, between the Shadow Clones as there's just, like, a cacophony of, like, Naruto yells overlaying over each other for, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. Light speed is so fast. Light speed is so fast, and I, I feel like... Uh, like a, the, yeah, it, it's definitely a problem with this episode that they make Haku's juice seem so le- much less severe by like just letting Naruto and Sasuke be in there for so long, gradually like trying to puzzle it out in a way that like I I I, I feel like the actual weight of the threat is that they wouldn't have time to do that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the way that it's chosen, like the, the anime has chosen to depict like what's happening here, because there's not a lot of um, there's not nearly as much to go off from the manga, like. In this, in these two episodes, it's definitely kind of underwhelming mm-hmm. because it's just like uh, he's throwing needles and like he's dashing between the mirrors pretty fast. Yeah. Uh, do we want to finish up with the episode recap and we can talk more about it? Um. Uh, sure. All right. So Kakashi whips out his Sharingan, but Zabuza conjures a heavy fog that severely limits everyone's vision. Sasuke puts a fireball in Haku's path while Naruto and his clones get blasted. It kind of works. Now that Haku's starting to lose steam and slow down, they try to make a break for the outside, but Haku puts needles in them. And Zabuza goes for their bridge brother and Sakura. Kakashi gets between them in time, but Zabuza lands a big chop. So, the, the, the thing in this episode about Haku's ice prison is that they had to have an initial round of clones. And then a second round of clones where Sasuke is like, wait, I think I can see something. And then another round of clones where Sasuke is like, "Okay, I have a plan." And then another round of clones where Sasuke is like, "Fireball." Right, like like in the manga, you get like you get like one round of clones that doesn't work, one fireball that doesn't work, and then like this stuff from next episode with uh with our Sasuke. Yeah, like, you know, like I don't want to just be like, "Oh, th- and this isn't in the manga, so it isn't real." Like I feel like we should engage with this stuff because that's the job we're doing, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
And because like on some level, I understand what it's doing. Like I feel like it's trying to lay some groundwork for, um, for, you know, like Sasuke is. I mean, next episode, Sasuke is going to activate the Sharingan, right? And so it's trying to like lay some groundwork of like, oh, he's he's like he's getting there. He's he's like starting to like piece it together. But like, it, it does kind of make those moments feel less dramatic. Um, yeah, and like I, I assume this is kind of how it is in the manga, but like. The idea of a fireball in this case is that it's like a big area of effect. That like, yeah, if you put a big cloud of hurt in the area that you know that Haku needs to fly through, then that's going to either severely limit Haku's like mobility or hurt Haku. You know? Like I, I don't I, I don't think it needed to focus so much on the wait, I can kinda see him now aspect of it. Uh-huh. And, and yeah, like, we, what we get is we get, like, an okay scene of, like, okay, so Sasuke is starting to puzzle this out, you know? He sees, he's, like, starting to see how the Shadow Clone's getting hit. He's, like, kicking water into the air. He, like, that gets disturbed as Haku dashes past. And it comes at, like, such a cost to, like, the urgency of the moment. But also, like, again, like, I talked about how these two episodes have very little to work with. Because, like, I think it's not even two complete chapters. And they're, like, fight scene chapters where, like, you know, there's... Yeah, they just need to put more episode in it, and that meant more time for Sasuke to figure out the fireball. Uh huh. And when I w- when I first saw this episode, like I like, like not when I first saw this episode, when I last watched this episode a few years ago, I was like, I was also comparing side by side with the manga, and I like like it was one of my least favorite episodes of Naruto. Like I thought it was like I, I, c- I couldn't stand it because like oh none of this is in the manga and it doesn't matter. And I'm trying to be less that way because like we are primarily a Naruto anime podcast, right? And you know I I, I think that like taken on its own and grading extremely on a curve um like this stuff works okay yeah it's fine it, it, it is fine but like you know I, I i i also don't think we get a lot from it in like terms of like what is like beyond this episode immediately i don't think we we gain much from like like it, like it, it is scenes that exist for the sake of this episode and not for like to the detriment of the actual story being told outside of this episode mm-hmm and I guess that's just how it is sometimes. And that's something we're going to be contending with uh, probably a lot as we watch 720 episodes of Naruto. Yeah. Um. So you remember, I think it was in the first, I think it was in our first episode of this like Zabaza arc. Mm-hmm. How like I got weirdly fixated on a chakra pulse that just cleared fog. Mm-hmm. And, and I mentioned how like, I feel like being able to see your opponent is, like, an important enough beat that, like, that's kind of important and they glossed over it weirdly. Uh-huh. And then the whole situation of this fight is that there's a thick fog around and Kakashi can't see with his Sharingan. Yeah. There's, there's, there's like, a lot where it's like, oh, I know it's called the Hidden Mist, but this fog is way too thick. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Hidden Mist, but this is ridiculous. Like, Kakashi, but you're not even trying the Chakra Pulse. Maybe he has, he's just not even mentioning it. He's like, oh, I did my chakra pulse and it didn't work. There's no point in even mentioning it. No point in even narrating it to the audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I just thought of something cool that could happen. What's that? Okay, so imagine Kakashi and Zabaza are, like, fighting, in, but, like, Kakashi can't see Zabaza. And, he, like, he tried the chakra pulse earlier, but it, like, it, like, clears out the fog around him for, like, a second. And then it just, like, fills back in. And then what if he, like, really focuses down and, like, listens for Zabaza and then just hits him with, like, a chakra pulse, like, last second to, like, lock eyes with him and get him in a fucking Genjutsu. That would be so cool. It's, like, I, I guess it's kind of surprising that they don't even try to, like, extend the Zabuza and Kakashi stuff, really, in this episode. Because that is the stuff that's actually from the source material. And, like, that's, like, pretty, it's, like, much closer to, like, just being one for one what's there. And so it's, it's weird they don't have more time of them fighting. Yeah. But, like, now that you mention it. But, like, I, I, I do, like, definitely the stronger parts of this episode are the bits where it is, it is about Zabuza and Kakashi, because Zabuza's a fun guy. He just loves, he just loves to talk shit. God, I'm gonna miss Zabuza so much. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm thinking about the bit where they are, uh, they're, 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 like, fighting, and, like, Zabuza's, like, talking about how fucking awesome he is and how fucking awesome Haku is, and Kakashi's like, look, there's nothing more boring than listening to somebody you don't really know bragging about themselves. And, uh, and so, so let's stop talking and fight. And so I was like, actually, I'm going to keep talking. I just figured out how bullshit all that shit you did when we fought last time was. You can't fucking read my mind. You can't see the future. I, I, I saw through your bullshit. And it's like, he's, he's, just, he's just, it's just really great. Like, he, he's he's just so excited to have have seen through the fight tricks. And um, it's really good. I'm, I'm so happy for him to 
you know, like if 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 that last encounter was how he went out, it would have been really embarrassing for him. Yeah, but like he's he's this is great for him. Like he's really he's really pulling it off. Yeah, like it's it, it is it is very common to see like in like a shonen manga, like oh, there's a villain who shows up and like they like bear like they don't really defeat the villain, and then um and then the and then they have to like make countermeasures for that guy's powers. And it's very fun when like the villain of the arc is the guy in that position where he's like he loses and he comes back. He's like, I figured out, I got new tricks. I I, I feel like it's something I don't see a lot, but it is like very delightful here. I love Zabuza being this guy. Yeah, I wish I wish Zabuza kept coming back. <laughs> like every once in a while, I was like, all right, Kashi, I I know about your I I know about the thing you used to be last time. But this time it's not gonna happen, and it just happens every like couple hundred chapters. Yeah, and then Kakashi and Zabuza just have this, like, long-standing rivalry where, like, every couple of months they clash and just have this, like, absurd degree of, like, very specific little tricks and gimmicks to counteract each other's bullshit. And guy's, like, starting to feel a little left out. He's like, hey, Kakashi, I thought we had a thing. <laughs> like, oh, man, I can't talk about it yet because it's not a thing that, like, Kakashi's done yet. But, like, eventually Zabuza shows up in, like, a really thick rubber suit <laughs> it's like you can't get me now idiot <laughs> a really thick rubber suit and a bag of dog treats uh, I, was, I, I, I am probably gonna miss Zabuza like it's hard to deny he's he's like he's, he's so much fun and I like I ultimately like the next big villain of this comic alright but it's not gonna be the same and it's gonna be kind of touch and go for a while there not to get not to get too ahead of ourselves I'm. I. I think we just have to like make the decision now to like be okay with getting a little bit of ahead of being a little bit ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it is going to happen. Right. But I. I don't. I don't want to do a thing where I'm just talking at length about like ah uh, this thing is going to happen in like 50 episodes because mm-hmm. that's that's like pretty a pretty bad way. Like I, I. I'm mostly just mentioning it when I do it to keep myself in check because I don't want to just get off on a huge tangent about like. Yeah, we don't need to be talking about pain right now. We don't need to be talking about pain right now. We'll get to talk about pain plenty, and I can't fucking wait, but we don't need to talk about pain right now. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to mention for this episode? Yeah, I mean, a thing that occurred to me watching this episode, and this is kind of a broad structure thing about Naruto as a whole, is that, like, I'm pretty sure this is the only, like, arc of Naruto that originates from the manga that actually has them going out on a mission. Like, like a standard, like, a guy came and, like, commissioned us to do some stuff, and now we're going to go and deal with that. Really? Like they, they, like, they have missions, but they're always under, like, much more, like, immediately plot-relevant circumstances. And, and like, you know, it's like, oh, it's a mission from directly from the village, or, like... Yeah, I guess that makes sense, because, like, it's exams, and then it basically goes into, like, villages in threat mode. Yeah. <laughs> you know, getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> but, you know, because we're watching the anime, we actually are going to wind up getting more of those, like, normal missions. And, like, I hope I have a good time with that, honestly. Yeah, I like missions. It's like it's it's fun to go on missions with like a cast of characters you like, and they have to. Can you imagine if we just got like? I mean, I guess we do get a, a bunch of like uh, Naruto goes out on like a, a mission with this group of characters. So I don't know why I'm saying. Can you imagine? Because like we'll get there. Yeah. But speaking of getting there. Speaking of getting there. It's time for the last episode ever. Actually, it's time for me to um. It's time for me to show you something. Ooh. It's time for me to show you uh, like a, bet- a between. Between volumes sketch. It's time for me to show you real Naruto. I've seen that Naruto. That's real Naruto. That's real Naruto. I mean, honestly, I don't want to do much, but I just love the fact that it was captured real Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the hair is... It's real. It's it's so... It's uncanny. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for episode 16. All right. Episode 16. The Broken Seal. Naruto makes another break for it and gets stopped, and then stopped again, this time passing out while Sasuke starts deflecting needles. Haku wonders how he's able to keep up and Sasuke reveals his Sharingan. Haku rushes the unconscious Naruto to try and throw off Sasuke's defenses. Um, so first things first, um, this episode is storyboarded by Hirohito Ueda, mm-hmm. um, who I like, I, I don't have like a ton of experience with in the past, uh, he directed a few episodes of Precure that I saw, and like, I remember having an alright time with. But I'm bringing this up because he was also the director of Transformers Armada, which is like a show that we have. That I have a fr- like we have a friend who is like doing a podcast about right now, which I just think is a funny coincidence. Yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to Prime Cuts. 
Shout out to Prime Cuts. Transformers podcast. So it's, it's good stuff. Have you listened to any of it, Ruby? I'm a bad friend, so I haven't listened to it yet. But I'm planning to. Me too. I just lied to our audience and told them it was good. I don't know if it's good. I, I hope it's good. I bet it's good. I don't have time to listen. Nero's great. Yeah, Nero's, Nero's amazing. I don't have time to listen to podcasts. I barely have time to make one. Sorry, Nero. <laughs> I'm not going to say sorry. <laughs> All right. That's, that, that could be your choice. Naruto really thinks he's just going to get out of there by running around, huh? He does. He really... We're, we're not quite out of the realm of... Um, like, we're not quite out of the realm of, like, them just... Of, of them, like, expanding the Naruto and Sasuke doing stuff uh, in, in, in the mirror prison. But, like, I could believe it a little more here because, like, I totally believe Naruto's the guy who's like, Oh, people are talking about Haku's kind of tiring out. I bet I could just make a break for it. Yeah, I bet I could outrun this dude. Yeah, he's like he's he's tight. he's getting tuckered out. Yeah, I could probably like juke him or something. Oh, he does a little flip, like he does a cool flip. Yeah, but then like when he's trying to run out, Haku's like doing a cool trick where like he's like he he's like running in the reflections of the mirrors and he's just kind of like cutting from one to the other. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's 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 cool. Like this this episode has like a much better uh, like like has a much more exciting um, idea of how to like depict Haku's mirror tricks. Like you've got that thing where he's like. He's like just doing one fluid motion as he like moves from reflection to reflection. There's like bits where he's he's preparing to throw a needle and his reflection is like flickering between a bunch of different mirrors, so you can't tell exactly where it's coming from. Like the thread of it, it definitely feels a little more tangible than when it's a guy who's like flying between mirrors really fast that you can see. You get the sense that it's like disorienting and hard to track when uh, there's a sense of showmanship to it, like there is in this episode. Yeah, man, that makes what that makes what Sasuke did in the last one really impressive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. Too bad he's about to fucking die. He's about to die. After the chat for Sasuke. Kakashi's bleeding, but not as bad as you'd think after being hit by Zabuza's huge sword. Zabuza says some more serial killer stuff about himself and Haku, but Kakashi believes the boys will pull through and tells Zabuza that Sasuke is in Uchiha, back inside the mirror zone. Naruto wakes up to Sasuke having knocked out Haku after taking a big hit himself. Sasuke and Naruto have a beautiful bro moment before Sasuke collapses and Haku gets back up to slip into the mirrors again. Naruto gives apeshit with evil fox chakra, freaking everybody out. So Zabuza's still on his shit about how awesome he and Haku are. It's so good. And I love that for him. Uh, I hope he never stops. Yeah, I hope, I hope that like uh, every episode he just drops by and just like, hey, I hope nothing bad happens to him or Haku ever and they just show up and brag about themselves. Yeah. Wait, Ruby... Yeah, you're like a rogue shinobi, right? Yeah, I think we could probably be pals. What do you say we step in and save him? <laughs> we just from this point forward, we're going to make a podcast about an alternate version of Naruto that none of you can see. <laughs> but all, like all, all sure you go, like oh yeah, this, this is actually I just imagined like needing to like make up fake credits for like <laughs> <laughs> seven hundred and twenty different episodes of Naruto and being like. Oh yeah, I, I really love I really love uh, how how they got Shingo Yamashita to show up for the fight where uh, Haku is fighting Orochimaru. It's really cool. God, no, no, no. We'll we'll rescue him. We'll just keep him like where we live. <laughs> okay, the, the, we're gonna. Yeah, yeah. We'll just be like roommates. Okay. All right. You know, out of out of the show, Hi- hiding from the show, where like where we are. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. Yeah, uh, this time Kakashi's like. Kakashi, he's had enough of, uh, of Zabuza cutting promos on a post, so he's like, you know, they, my battle zones are pretty cool too. You know, Sasuke's in Uchiha, and Zabuza's like, oh shit, in Uchiha. I thought they were all dead, which I guess means that, like, broadly speaking, people don't know that Itachi's out there still, which, like, makes sense. You probably don't want, want to keep that on lock if you're, uh, if you're the Hidden Leaf Village. Yeah, you don't want to go around saying, like, hey, we have a rogue shinobi out there, uh, and by the way, he is in Uchiha if you ever want to get yourselves a pair of shiny new Sharingan. Because that's what ninjas do, apparently. They love to get shiny new Sharingan. They, just, they love to take eyes. They, they just go after fucking rogue shinobi and steal all their secrets. I do think it is really funny how Kakashi is just, like, kind of getting, like, defensive about his kids. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, sure, they never killed anybody, but, like, they're, like, really cool. Like, yeah, from, like, a tactical point of view... It is not a good idea to let them know that Sasuke is an Uchiha. <laughs> Do you think Zabuza at this point is like, oh shit, if we win this, that's three Sharingan between me and Haku? 
Do you, do you, do you think, do you think Zavos is, is, like is like a big enough guy to let Haku be the one who has two showering gun? I, I think they would have one each and then keep one in a jar for like just in case okay. just in case like in case they get like a third awesome friend in case they get a third awesome friend or like one of them like takes a knife to the eye or something yeah all right that's probably that's probably a better plan yeah imagine Haku with a fucking sharing gun that's like actually invincible now imagine being in like the ice prison zone and also under a genjutsu yeah I I think it's just over for you at that point yeah you're just fucked you're just fucked yeah speaking of being fucked. Uh, Sasuke is like he's activate he activates his Sharingan and he's like oh, I can see it I, I, I can I can see Haku's movements and like what he chooses to do that he, he he just fucking gets killed to protect Naruto like Naruto wakes up and sees this and like this, again this is this is a good scene like I I like I always know that I buy into the Naruto and Sasuke dynamic but like I'm always surprised by just how much I do yeah I know I called it a beautiful bro moment a little bit. A little bit dismissively, but like genuinely, genuinely, like it's it's like I can't believe how tender it is. Like like Sasuke is like reaching a hand up for Naruto before it like falls flat, and like Naruto is like looking at him, like like holding him close and looking at him. It's like my God, how do people shape anything but this? Like everybody is having wars about fucking Naruto and Sakura and Sasuke and Sakura. It's like what were you do people doing? I, I, I think that's like surprising me about this this uh, this scene is like there's there's a moment where like Sasuke is um. Is like remembering a bunch of a bunch of like moments between him and Naruto as he like thinks he's dying and um and like I'm I'm very accustomed to like moments in anime where like you've got kind of a collage of flashback panels and like in the anime you just like just cut to those scenes briefly and so I was really caught off guard when in the anime they just like have the collage of flashback panels floating behind Sasuke I was surprised how directly they like. Just put that in there because I, I feel like I don't usually see that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's, it's looking bad for Sasuke. Um. So there, there's like this moment where um where where so he's looking bad for Sasuke and he's like he thinks he's dying and he's like in Naruto's arms and he's like I, you know I I thought that like wanting to kill my brother really bad would be enough to just keep me alive until I do that he's just kind of like confronting the feeling that maybe that's not true and I think it's like this really deeply humanizing thing for Sasuke I like it it, it definitely connects with like feelings I've had about like just feeling very single mindedly focused on like wanting to do one thing and. I, I think it's like a great moment that really grounds the character um, in a way that's like beyond just being this like really dramatic, uh, you know, he's the cool kid who wants, who has his like dark mission that he feels he needs to carry out. Yeah. And I also like that, like as much as uh, Zabuz is just out there being like, yeah, me and my, me and my kid are just cold hearted killers. We don't give a fuck. I like how Haku's just kind of like, man, I gotta be real with you, Naruto. This is sad. Uh, sorry. Your bro seems cool. I gotta kill you now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like, wow, Naruto, this is, like, really sad. Like, I feel bad right now. I'm not gonna stop, but, like, just so you know. Just so you know, like, I mean, like, I, like, I, I you, you know, your, your feelings of sadness are understandable. If they're valid, I'm gonna throw more knives at you. Why are you glowing? <laughs> oh, no, he starts, like, glowing. It's, uh, I, I love, I'm, like... I was kind of surprised by like how much I like just popped for this moment. It's like hell yeah, the 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 fox chakra is glowing. He's it's like activating. Naruto's pissed off. I'm like I'm like really confronting like just how deeply I love Naruto in this moment. I'm like, do I like Naruto too much to do this podcast as I'm watching this? Because I'm just like I'm just so bought in. There's like nothing between me and like caring about like how pissed off Naruto is and like the impending tragedy of like him. F- falling into this anger and like b- both him and Haku have like fully closed off the possibility of understanding each other and it's just not gonna end well it's really good it's really good Naruto is good I don't, I don't know if anybody's been saying this but like Naruto is pretty good I'm gonna miss Haku so much I love how much like I love how much of a monster Naruto is in like these like early phases of Naruto where he doesn't know how to control the fox stuff mm-hmm Right, because it really is a situation of, like, he gets set off and everybody is in danger. Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, a really fun place to, like, play around with. Yeah. I I, I am curious how, um, like, like, how far back, like, a trend of, like, oh, you've got, like, a shonen hero with, like, a scary, uncontrollable power dates back. And, like, I mean, because obviously this isn't, like, the first story to ever have, like, a guy with a power he can't control. I mean, the Hulk exists. But, like, but, like, in the shonen manga specifically, like... I, I I I'm I'm curious like if if there is is like calling back to something else or if it's like a if it is just that direct of an influence like a lot of the things that come later like uh like like Jujutsu Kaisen or what have you yeah I mean like not like 
even if it is like something that had been done before in manga at this point, like it is still like very much the like archetypical one. Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean, I, I maybe I like have Naruto too much in my brain to like be fully uh, like cognizant about this, but uh, it is definitely the one I think of when I think of that archetype. Yeah, I mean, like fair, me too. Uh, you know, I think uh, us doing this podcast right now kind of uh eliminates the possibility of us not having those biases mm-hmm. but 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 yeah i mean like i cer- certainly off the top of my head i can't think of anything that is like the thing that that is from more so than this yeah like it is a i mean like again yeah, it is just like a fun and like compelling and like you know it can be kind of scary sometimes it can be exciting sometimes it's like it's like a cool thing to ground your like showing heroes powers in i like it a lot i have like one last thing i want to talk about uh, as we close out this episode, but like if you have more stuff you want to say, you should go for it. Uh, no, you go ahead. Okay, so a thing I noticed as um, I thought it was pretty fun was in the um, the next episode previews for like like at the end of this in the previous episode. Um, mm-hmm. So all, all of the next episode previews are narrated by Naruto, and typically they're about him. Like you know, he's he's sort of saying what's going to happen in the next episode. Often he's kind of like bombastically overstating his role in it, or like how important he's going to be in it, or like how important he was and what just happened that leads to the next episode. Yeah. Um, he's just goofing around. He like signs off with like, I'm going to kick a lot of butt next time too. And, uh, in in the next episode, at the end of the previous episode, he's just like, Hey, what the fuck? Why does this happen? This is sad. I don't like this. Why does Sasuke do this? This is bullshit. And the one at the end of this episode is just like, it's just Naruto fucking yelling. He's just like pissed. I was like, I'm going to kill you. How could you do this? What the hell? And it's like, I, I I think it is fun to like play with uh the that that kind of like that kind of thing and like let it bleed so directly into the character. Yeah, it it is, it is cute how they let like Naruto's current emotional state as of the end of the episode influence how the like recap is narrated, or not the recap but the preview. Yeah, I was looking at the word recap because that's how I name my fucking Google Doc. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, speaking of next time, Ruby. We are going to be watching episodes 17 through 19, which will lead us to the end of this arc. I'm very excited. And then after that, you know what there won't be? Zabuza and Haku? Filler, Ruby. Ah! (laughs) You're right. We'll see y'all next time. You know, and remember, there's no such thing as filler.